the blast from our past network. Folks, this just in. The ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. Dean, that was good. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Deadpool. Deadpool. That guy. Hey, Adam. Adam, how's it going, buddy? You know that we don't have any (laughs) kind of proper opening here. I know, but I'm still. I'm not going to start speaking before y'all. Why? Because we all know that would throw people off. Yeah, if you guys know me, uh, yeah. I like yeah, to hear Adam, my own voice. Intro, why don't you do like an intro for, for Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast? Because we don't have yes. one. Do you got hey, one everybody. Welcome to On Book Comic Going, Comic Book wow. Going Discussion. <laughs> on Book Comic Book Going, whatever. You yes. know, Ongoing Comic Book Discussion. OCD <laughs> Podcast. Because Tess has OCD. We all know this. And that's why it's called that. Uh, so and... does Corey. Excuse me. Yeah. So Corey. <laughs> Sadly, I think mine is actually stronger than Dad's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, that lovely voice that we're all hearing right now is our buddy Adam. And uh, if if you may have heard him on the Blast From Our Past podcast that he does with his brother, you may have heard mm-hmm. him on Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast that he does mm-hmm. with me. And now you guys are hearing him today on the show. What are we talking about, buddy? We are talking dead. Julio. Uh, Deadpool specifically, uh, I, now I was going back and forth on what to, to read with you guys, and um, ultimately I wanted to go with the early Joe Kelly run of Deadpool. So we are specifically reading the, the, the trade paperback of Deadpool Classic Volume 2, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, we skipped Volume 1 because in Volume 1 it has the first issue of Deadpool and it's got uh, the two four-part miniseries that he was, which was um, Circle Chase and Sins of Our Past. Um, Did Liefeld draw draw that, or was that only the X-Force stuff when he sort of made his appearance? That just Liefeld the X-Force did? stuff. X-Force, X-Force stuff, yeah, okay. yeah. I don't think Liefeld was involved in... Um, any of that Deadpool stuff for a little while, but pretty, you know, he wasn't in, in I don't think he was involved with the uh, Circle Chase or Sins of Our Past that I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then it, in volume one of Deadpool Classic, it has the issue one of this Joe Kelly run, um, but it didn't make sense for y'all to get that one as well. I have it. I own it. So I was, yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to get it, but it's like, eh, it's one issue. I can tell you what he does in it. If it's If you guys are curious, he, yeah. uh, he goes up to Canada uh, or actually goes to Antarctica. He meets up uh, and has is get, gets hired to blow up a big gamma radiation, like core facility that, um, Sasquatch part of the, the member of the, um, alpha team. Alpha. Alpha, alpha, fl- flight. alpha flight, sorry, yeah, alpha, alpha flight. flight. Um, mm. My bad. I'm not. I, I swear, I read comics. I'm not a noob here. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, excuse okay. me. Like, is we're, there a problem all, uh... with new comic book readers? <laughs> no. Like, but yeah. Anyway, the, the uh, hijinks ensue from that. Um, but you get a little bit of setup from that one about Deadpool and him being in the world of uh, this mercenary house. It's called Hell House, where he gets contracts, um, and you know he goes out. Whether that that's his whole kind of mercenary like hub um, and there's kind of like a gaggle of characters in there um, including you know his best friend at the time uh, who is weasel um, weasel yeah we've, we've yeah. met him now now the the stuff that that this is all like sort of backstory getting into what we what we read here which mm-hmm. 
this was kind of like a cross, like a sort of a cross section of what you like the most about Deadpool, right? And before mm, before I we would, jump, I, I wouldn't even say that. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, before we jump super into it, uh, Tess, what is your backstory? Like, what is your experience with Deadpool? Just the movies, to be honest. And two okay. two gorgeous words, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> uh, um, okay. He yeah, he's the perfect Deadpool. Um, yeah. That's it. He is. <laughs> We all know uh, that. No one could cast better than, than him. It's true. Maybe yeah, a was, young was, Timothy Oliphant would have been a really good one, um, like in the uh, um, mid-2000s, I think. Who's that? I, I love – He he's in Justified. Uh, you would recognize him if, if you saw him. He's he's cool, but, I mean, he doesn't have the wit that, that – uh, what's his name has? But, I mean, I dude, I trust me. Hey, I love but, but, Timothy Oliphant. No, Don't get me wrong. We, I mean, that's my – he's my backup if I go back yeah. to that. But Ryan Reynolds is the perfect. He's the epitome yeah. of Deadpool. Yeah. And I think, sure. he, I think he was even fan-casted, like, even before he mm-hmm. got casted as, yeah. as Deadpool. Um, but, but really quick, my experience with Deadpool was his – kind of his first appearance. I was reading a lot of Marvel at the time, so X-Force, you know. So mm-hmm. I saw that Liefeld first appearance and didn't actually quite think much of him. And, uh, you know, he – he kind of he, sort of, and he wasn't no. big he wasn't then much. either. He didn't he wasn't, start, no, no, he didn't no. like hit strong. Um, yeah. And he kind of had like a little bit of a, of a personality, but it all really got fleshed out in these comics here. Yeah. And that's where my gap is. I didn't even, I didn't read these. I was probably actually waning or maybe just kind of going with image at the time and then phasing comics out. I didn't actually mm. get back into comics until I think about 2001 or so. So I have a, a good few year gap that I wasn't reading. Um, so for me personally, Personally, uh, outside of all the tertiary experience that I have with Deadpool and various video games and stuff, the most experience I have with his actual character, just like Tess, is the movie. So okay. I'm also gonna I'm gonna be very curious about what things were brought into the movie from this and like where the connections were. So first of all, like Al, like um, the his like yeah. blind, blind like Al. lady that's living with him. I didn't know she was his prisoner. Yes. Um, so it's it's complete. It's not completely different because she is sarcastic and kind of you know they have a, a fun dynamic in the comic book, you know, like you see in the movie. But there's a lot more depth, to, and that's that's really why um, to kind of to, <laughs> to spur off of that question as to why I chose this series. If that's all right, if I if I yeah. talk about that for a second. Yeah, of course. You can talk. You can go anywhere you want, buddy. Anywhere I know. That's what I love. This is this is just an open forum. We'll kind of it's mm-hmm. it's yep. y'all's job to to. Gear, yeah, steer me back in. in. <laughs> so, um, uh, I, I had a lot of trouble picking exactly which Deadpool run I wanted to do, um, or I guess single. A lot of Deadpool's hmm, just like one-off stories, um, you know, that are kind of like in the smaller trade paperbacks, like Suicide Kings, pff, um, Marvel Illustrated, pff, uh, you know, or the Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. I think that they're okay. Yeah. Um, but for me, what I love about Deadpool is he has a lot more depth than what the regular comic book person thinks of Deadpool. So would he be um, Deadpool? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> 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 Good one. So, uh, you know, to, to sound like the ultimate Deadpool hipster douche, I was a fan of Deadpool, Deadpool before it was cool to be a fan of and, Deadpool. 
And to, to be the exact opposite of that coin, when you say your typical comic book reader, my experience with Deadpool was exactly that. I was, yep. I was not, you know what I mean? Like, so I totally, yes. I totally, everything you're saying, I completely agree because I just thought he was, you know, just some snappy, quippy sort of, exactly. you know, fighter. And, and sure, I, I, you know, sure there was stuff going on, but I really didn't know about it. This informed me mm-hmm. of a lot of stuff to Deadpool that I was not aware of prior to seeing the movie. There is some Venn diagram overlap, yeah. but uh, but yeah, it, I, I see what you're saying. He does have some stuff going on in there that does make him interesting. Yes, absolutely. Um, because yeah, he's he's for most people, he's like a, a one-off side kind of guy who'll come in for like a special issue. He'll be funny, you know. Yeah. He'll be a little bit crazy, and then he'll leave, and then he, that's enough. He's of your a Deadpool. guest appearance guy. He's exactly. a guest appearance dude. Yeah. And around when I was like really heavily getting into Deadpool, buying everything I could, I was using all of my paychecks pretty much for going into mm-hmm. um, Earth Two Comics and uh, um, what's that one in Burbank, the uh, Apple. Uh, something and it doesn't matter. I was just I was going to the multiple comic shops up in the valley. Was it and um, just uh, Secret Headquarters or um, House no. of Secrets? No. Or- oh, House of Secrets. Secrets. Yeah, that's the one. That's okay. the one. House of Secrets. Um, uh, I was just constantly getting everything I could, and I actually would even like check online and be like, okay, what other books was is Deadpool appearing in that's like outside of his norm? I was just getting everything I could. And at the time, around like 2009 or something, he wasn't making all the massive appearances. Up until like 2010, 2011, that's when he blew up. He started getting so many of his own series and spinoff series. He had the regular Deadpool series. He had um, uh, Deadpool, uh, was it Noir? No, it wasn't Deadpool Noir. It was Deadpool Max. Um, he had Merc with a Mouth, which he had a with a, a talking head from the uh, Marvel Zombies section that he oh, kind of yeah. pulled into his universe and he was as oh, his sidekick. S- so he so he started jumping uh, continuities essentially because he, he had I, yeah, he had multiple. I've books. seen toys and statues of him carrying his own head. You yes. know, I didn't know what that was. At one point, I thought maybe that was uh, did his head get cut off and his body grew a new one, and then he, now that you know, I didn't know what <laughs> yeah, was happening. Well, didn't actually, realize it was a Marvel Zombies tie-in, which is cool. Well, they they have a whole other storyline cool. called. Evil, it was Evil Deadpool or Evil Pool. I can't remember which one. But it was all it was all these body parts that had been cut off at some point kind of formed together and became <laughs> Evil Deadpool funny. and he had to fight him. Um, but, and I thought that's where it was yeah. going to go here with his finger getting cut yeah, off. I yeah. There was, cause I, I guess because I'd heard things about people messing with like him getting a limb cut off and then that limb sort of growing a new Deadpool. I, I kind of yeah. – I'd heard about that because it sounds yeah. intriguing. De- yeah. Tess, what did you think about that? When he when he lost his body part? <laughs> or no, I mean, like, what would you? Yeah, yeah I would just. I cut you off twice. I was just trying to give oh, you no, a chance. No, no, you're all good. No, I, I, I'm right now. I'm just like, yeah, cool. So body yeah, parts. Tess, how? I mean, I know you like the movie, Tess. What yeah. did What did you think of the comic version of Deadpool? I don't know. And in comparison to. Oh, um, I mean, it, I really enjoyed like his side commentary and um, just I like how in this way we could like hear his. The thing about Deadpool is that and versus like comics. So like you can hear, you can see, you can read internal thought, you know, in some comics and uh, Corey and I have talked about that a lot, Mm -hmm. how that's awesome. But like Deadpool in the movies, they do that correctly when you can see internal thought where it's just like it's funny when he's just talking to himself. Um, But you could see both in this comic. And I really liked how they pulled that where you could see his funny commentary. And I found myself laughing out loud a lot. Um, but I'll read the I'll I'll leave the rest of my review till later. But I'm gonna start <laughs> there. How's that? Okay. <laughs> sure, sure. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So, 
Uh, well, where was I going to go? I don't know where I was going to go. <laughs> well, hey, I was, I was going to say, and um, in, in going back oh, to what Tess is saying about the internal mo- uh, dialogue, um, you know, comic books, it's a great medium to show that just like books, you can actually get into the person's head. But conversely, Deadpool the movie does a great job of actually bringing internal yeah. m- dialogue to this the silver screen. But the thing is, they do it in the only way that I think you can do it, which is in sort of like a mocking fashion. Otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, if you ever go back and, and watch the original Dune movie, the David Lynch um, one with Kyle MacLachlan in it, they do it, but they do these whisper things, and that's them trying to do it seriously, and it doesn't work. So mm-hmm. the conclusion that I come to, the only way you can do internal dialogue is by looking at the camera and being like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, this yeah. is what I'm doing. But then it's um, an entirely different movie. Like, they couldn't do that in, like, Avengers or anything like that. Right, it was, yeah, yeah, It's exactly. only, like, Deadpool-specific kind of movies. Because Deadpool's also breaking the fourth wall a lot, which unfortunately we only saw a little bit in this Mm -hmm. book, but I know that he does it more later. Am Mm -hmm. I correct in that? Yes. So why uh, another kind of reason as to why I chose this one, because I I mean, I want to try and get people excited about Deadpool and I, I was trying to figure out what was the a good spot. Like I wanted to start. Let's begin at the beginning. Basically, yeah. I was like, where this is not ultimate Deadpool. This is not my favorite Deadpool. It's not my favorite written or drawn Deadpool at all. Is Ultimate Universe your favorite Deadpool? Ultimate Fuck Deadpool? No, no, oh. no, 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 no. no. Um, I'm just saying, like, I mean, well, it's Deadpool six one six, but it's not the Joe Kelly run. Is not my favorite. Hmm. Um, so, my favorite, my favorite looking is the white and black one. Oh, eh, the one from X Force. The I get, or is that Secret War or whatever that was? No, it's X Force. What okay. is X Force? Uh, I've never heard of that. X. Uh, it, it's it's kind of the first strike team of X Men, so it's an offshoot of the X Men, but it's um they're kind of like the the at, at one point they became kind of like the very they're much they're like X Men but more violent if you will yeah they're they're like think about they're the sort of the black ops of um yeah. of X Men um, but then then later on when uh, I think it was Milligan and Allred did their run which I have the the giant omnibus out there mm-hmm. X Force turned into Ecstatics and they became yeah. this like um, reality TV version of superheroes but uh, to tie it back into the movies Tess um, the uh, the the team in number two in Deadpool two okay. that he creates, the team that gets just destroyed, yeah. is a play on X Force. He calls them X Force, and then that's kind of like a an Easter egg, a, a reference to the mm-hmm. comics, and and all of those uh, characters in there were X Force characters at some point in time. And if I do believe correctly, like they all died in the comics as well. Like they are all <laughs> destined to be dead. Uh, the Probably. guy who um the guy that got sucked into the chopper, other than uh, Domino, <laughs> he was uh he yeah, other lucky. than Domino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Domino made her first appearance with uh, yes. Deadpool in uh, X Force, which was, in, and I yeah. believe both or, Domino uh, and New, New Mutants. New Mutants, what, okay. Mm. Yeah, that's the one I was reading because uh, Rob Liefeld was doing the art. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, Deadpool and, and Domino were created by Rob Liefeld. And then I, which is, you find uh, funny because in here they give this one issue where Stan Lee is like kind of narrating the issue about Deadpool. And I'm like, now I see why all these creators left Marvel. Like, like uh. you didn't create Deadpool, Stanley. And I get it. Like, he was more of like a he's more of like a totem head of mm-hmm. of Marvel. But the fact that he's also a real guy kind of made things a little murky. But I, I I literally read that and was like, I get why Rob Liefeld was like, f you, and and everyone else, Todd, Todd McFarlane, were like, we're out of here. Right, but like. Ro- 
Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. This, you, you, you uh, no, no worries. So I was just going to say, like, the thing about Deadpool, though, it's like you just kind of – so comic books in general, you just kind of, like, go along for the ride and you just kind of let it happen. But Deadpool especially, it's just – I think it's so just – like the 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 president like i was gonna say precedent but that's not the word i'm looking for the kind of like theme of it is just it's just it's a ride and especially when it comes to the x-force it's like kind of mocking like the avengers or you know and the fact that deadpool himself is an anti-hero like it's so different and then when i saw stan lee in there i was like okay this is happening like it's just (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh the things i wanted just to add to um that yes so uh rob liefeld he gets he gets all the the name credit. He drew Deadpool. He didn't write Deadpool. I thought he, but I, I no, he didn't. But I thought he co-created him he, yes, with he did. the yeah. He co-created with but Fabian uh, Nietzsche. I, I always fuck up how to pronounce his name. But um, <laughs> Fabian uh, Nietzsche is is the other co-creator, and he's the, he's the writing part, and uh, Liefeld is the drawing yeah. part yeah so but everybody uh associates Liefeld with him now that's also because Liefeld became a fucking like he was like a a young <laughs> megastar at the time which is funny because when you look at some of the worst comic book drawings in the history of comics oh yeah he's got like five of the top 10 worst yeah. <laughs> I mean I I have I do not like Rob Liefeld's art at all I if, think he's if terrible you, yeah and, if you've and, never seen the Captain America like profile yeah. Go check that out. That is the, one of the single-handed most shittiest like <laughs> drawings I've ever seen in my life. Okay, pause. You've dropped like 3 F bombs and one S bomb. Oh shit. <laughs> sorry. I, right, I, no, I, no, we'll just Tess will just have to drop those. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tess. I will try to be more um cognizant. <laughs> or we just release this as our first uh, <laughs> That's explicit fine. episode. Maybe I'll we do. That too. We can do that. Know. Okay, let's no, announce no, no. it. Hey guys, this is our first explicit episode because John because uh, Adam Spees can't uh freaking not <laughs> fucking cuss. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, we're unleashed, motherfucker. <laughs> well, all right. That's if that's fine. what you want to do. This will be our this will be our first explicit episode. I am a okay with that. Uh, so. Okay, done. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> let Maybe it we're go. excited from here on out, Corey. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll try to. Okay, I'll go. try to be better. Oh <laughs> no, 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 it's it's all good. I don't. I don't. I. I don't think we have any like. I get excited I and I just can't do it. Day. No, oh, no. And and you know, uh, Adam, you are correct. I mean, of any comic book that it's applicable to, it's it's this one. Which honestly, it was interesting because when I was reading it, I was actually a little bit surprised at how not vulgar it was. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of what was 1997 mainstream Marvel. So I guess I guess I should say. I'm aware that it was vulgar for 1997 mainstream Marvel, but uh, it did kind of, you know, make me want to sort of like long for a Max version of this. Uh, uh, Tess, mm. just so Deadpool you know, Max um, yeah, I, I know that's what that's the only thing that sucks. But uh, uh, Tess, just so you know, um, Max uh, is a, a sub imprint of Marvel, and um, they don't even like kind of say Marvel Max; they literally just says Max on the side, and it's the um, equivalent essentially to Vertigo for DC. And and thus allows them to have um, 
NC-17 version of stuff. So, like, full-on violence, full nudity, uh, and full cussing. It can go full rated R, basically. Right. And uh, some some characters really... Like this episode, really sh- right? right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> some characters really shined, like the Punisher, because, I mean, the Punisher mm-hmm. was built for Marvel Max, you know, essentially. Uh, but I, I, that sucks that Deadpool wasn't good. Was it just not well-written? Did they... It, is it one of those things where does he work better when you have to keep him actually a little bit constrained? I, I think so. Um, okay. Like also, I didn't care for the art in the. Mm. That, to me, that's a that's a I huge love issue. This art. I no, no, no. Uh, oh, Deadpool Max. Sorry. Okay. Um, gotcha. Now this art, the, the art, bringing it back to uh, Ed McGinnis's art. Yeah. I like this one. It's very cartoony. Again, yeah. not my favorite Deadpool. Probably my favorite Deadpool art is um, uh, when uh, da- the Daniel Way run uh, in two thousand and. Okay, six or seven. Can I ask I can't a question? Remember. Can you guys give yeah. me a timeline of Deadpool? Like, was Deadpool like? Okay, if you I, can I, rack your I'd brain. I'd be happy to. Okay, I'd be happy. Okay, to be. <laughs> well, this is where I want. This is kind of where I want the timeline to go. So I want you to tell me like when it kind of started and what hero he kind of like came after was. You know mm-hmm. who well, was involved and then like yeah, where is this? Yeah, so one? yeah, okay, all right, yeah, so so Deadpool made his appearance in. And I'm just doing this off the top of my head, so Adam, feel free to correct me um, if yeah. you know hard numbers, but like around 94, 93? 80, 80, uh, no, it was 90, 1990. 90, wow, wow, Jesus, I'm old. Okay, oh, so, he so he's as old as me. The... I'm as old as Deadpool. Okay, go. Yeah. yeah. And, and he <laughs> oh, made sorry, his my bad, 91. I apologize. I, I wanted to double check that. Yeah. yeah. In New Mutants, so basically he started out as a villain to a, a sort of a group of X-Men kind of people. New Mutants mm-hmm. is just another... Basically, Tess, in the 90s, there are a gazillion X-Comics because there are yeah. so many mutants in the Marvel Universe that they create new mutants, they create X-Men, they create x I mean, it's just like happening and all over the place. The, X-Force, the late, X-Factor, everything, yes, you know? The late 80s and, and almost all the 90s was the time of X-Men. Uh, yes, and so and they were just offshoots like crazy. It is crazy. Gen- Generation so, X was another one if you didn't. Why did they so choose X? So. Why did they choose X, though? Professor X. Professor X. Everything oh. spins off Xavier. Professor Xavier, yeah. <laughs> um, is, I mean, so much so that they had to do, like, House of M in, like, the 2000s to basically eradicate most of the mutants mm-hmm. on Earth, essentially. But, um, all right, so Deadpool comes around. He's he's So he's modern. He's a modern, quote-unquote, a modern character, essentially. Because when Spider-Man was created back in the, the 50s and the 60s and whatnot, so he's an older character. This Deadpool is straight-up modern. Okay. Um, one thing that Rob Liefeld does well is design costumes one thing mm-hmm. that rob liefeld does terribly is design costumes <laughs> so it's it's pouches it's, all the pouches sometimes he goes heavy on pouches so deadpool started out with a lot of pouches but underneath some of rob liefeld's crappier implementations there was a really cool looking costume under there and really that's all he started out as was a cool looking mm-hmm. costume and he, as a villain. And so moving forward, he becomes kind of popular, sort of popular. He, like Adam says, he reaches kind of like apex popularity in, in early mid 2000s. And so then yeah, 2011, movie, 2012. Yeah. And then his movie comes out and, and his movie does huge, huge and mo- movie resurrects Ryan Reynolds career. It's the greatest thing that ever happened. And now we live in a world where basically everyone knows who Deadpool is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So right on. So and a lot of people make fun of him for for kind of looking like Spider Man, like Rob Liefeld, mm-hmm. uh, designing him to sort of look like Spider Man. But if if you start digging into Rob Liefeld's other designed characters, you will see similarities between a lot of them, and you'll you'll start to question his his actual creativity. Um, mm-hmm. But 
Sometimes lightning does strike really hard, yep. and mm. it, and it struck with Deadpool, it, and he's a good look. I mean, honestly, he's a, it's a cool looking design. It it is. It really yep. is. He's it's funny, it's, it's yeah. funny you call out the Spider Man thing. They actually, um, it's it's in the next big block of books, the Deadpool co- uh, Classic um, Volume Three, where he. Uh, they kind of actually have him kind of like go back in time and they run Deadpool through like an entire classic and even they use the classic art of an old like Spider-Man comic. They do a oh, full cool. Spider-Man comic with Deadpool in there and That's he's like cool. doing like, you know, all of the old classic like Spider-Man stuff, but it's in his Deadpool costume. And it's just it's kind of fun way that they, they I think, play off of that. Yeah. Um, and to tag on to Corey's comment about the potential lack of creativity with some of um, – you know, the just Liefeld's stuff with the, some of his creations. Um, Deadpool and his look and even and him in general was heavily modeled off of Deathstroke in the DC universe. Yeah. Why does that sound so uh, familiar? Okay. Uh, uh, you've seen him on Titans. Um, yeah. he's, he's, you've okay. seen him on yeah. the CW show. Yeah. yeah. Yep. De- totally. yep. And, and he's a, he's a, yeah, I forgot about badass him. with, uh, with swords and yeah. guns and he's just, he's, and I think he's a mercenary as well, um, even to the point where his alter ego is Slade Wilson. So they made they like they took Slade Wilson and they're like, well, you know what? Let's just make ours Wade Wilson. Yeah. Uh, oh. And they kind of marvel. And so that's that's kind of where they and turned. I, I don't think when Deadpool debuted, the intention was for him to get as big as he is. I, no. I think he was he supposed was, he to was be a, a throwaway character, exactly. you know? And you see that a lot of times. Like, I mean, it's 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 funny. Like, a superhero team's got to go up against another mutant team, and you're like, okay, we just need some characters with stupid names. You know, cannon fodder. Just design some costumes. And, and I, you know... I crap on Rob Liefeld, but I mean, he is the reason I got out of comics at the time, and then you know oh, later got that's back a into big deal. Oh, I have a, I have a, yeah. But at the same time, as I get older, I try to look at it from his point of view. He was like one of the first rock stars of comic books. Remember, there was a Levi Five Hundred One Gene ad uh, that he was actually in, uh, yeah. like around ninety five, ninety four, basically around when Image started. Because when they created Image, that was a huge freaking deal. Mm-hmm. Like these, all these big times, and 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 as much as also I'm shitting on Rob Liefeld. Thank you, Adam, for allowing me to cuss on this episode. As much as I'm <laughs> shitting on Rob Liefeld, I mean Don't, he don't was. He was a huge, huge, huge creator at the time. Absolutely huge. Him, Todd McFarlane, Eric Larson, um, uh, Valentino, all these cats that went over and created Image, they were big-time artists, you know? And, I mean, we can get into why Image at first sucked is because they they, they didn't bring any writers with them. And (laughs) these guys were not good writers. So their comics comics looked beautiful, but they all kind of sucked. No, you know. yeah. No lie, it really happened. <laughs> That's how it sort of went yeah. down. But um, we are diving deep in, in this Deadpool well, universe. I love it. Let's are. just call this episode "Everything Deadpool" and maybe yeah. a comic book. <laughs> and maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah. But th- this was—I mean—but well, this was perfect. And as yeah. someone who who only knows Deadpool from the movie, this is this was really perfect. And so, just to bring it back into this comic, this collected version, um, Adam is. Are we – there's a, a small little part where we talk about Deadpool and, and when he was – before he turns into Deadpool and mm-hmm. then the girl, the hooker, likes him and everything. Is that the from the movie? Is that the same character that he becomes his wife in the movie? Is that the same character? I don't think same so. Hooker? I don't think so. Well, uh, there's, there's probably bits about that. Um, it's probably like the comic – or the movie probably stole bits about that. Was her name uh, so Vanessa? She, so she yeah, – In the I movie? I can't even remember. 
is she not is there is there not an analog to her in the in the comics essentially so there so there is more to her so her name okay, is okay. Vanessa Carlisle um she you know the, her and Deadpool had that whole kind of relationship things fall apart she actually becomes the character copycat Oh. Um, down the line. So oh. Copycat is this kind of blue skin looking girl with like a white hair uh, and she can kind of I think morph into to people's looks and stuff is like that. Is it like the X-Men girl in all blue? The- Mystique? M- Mystique. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to an extent. Okay. To an extent Copycat has some similar abilities. I don't think she's as powerful or oh, and, and test by the way you will find a lot of people with similar abilities there's another uh, spider-man villain called chameleon who can yeah. change his face and that's uh, pretty much it that's his, that's his entire <laughs> power set right there uh, yeah and in the x-men animated series there's a guy named morph uh yeah. thing yeah. like that morph. yeah he could just morph and he just changed what but, yeah. we call him uh morph <laughs> yeah but but vanessa carlisle you know exactly that was kind of a bit of her backstory they get more into that his Deadpool's backstory gets really convoluted in this Joe Kelly run. Um, and I think they kind of retconned it after a little bit. Uh, so you see, you meet this character T-Ray who they started setting up T-Ray as kind of Deadpool's main villain yeah. Yeah. in this comic book series. And, and, and I dug him, but we don't see enough of him in this. Exactly. He's just kind issue, of, yeah. you get, you get kind of more, a little, you get hints of T-Ray in here and then they're going to have a bigger arc coming okay. down the line. Okay. Uh, but he kind of gets set up as the main rival for Deadpool, also working as a mercenary. It gets super convoluted in the storyline to where Deadpool, the Wade Wilson that we knew, isn't the real Wade Wilson. Um, he stole the identity of T-Way, T-Ray, uh, was the old Wade Wilson, and uh, all this kind of oh, cool. weird shit. Wait, so, T- really cool. so T-Ray is Wade Wilson, essentially? Basically. Ooh, it, it, cool. gets, it gets crazy mixed up. And I so, know. like, he has this entire vendetta against Deadpool, uh, but Deadpool, like, has, like, all this amnesia and all this other kind of shit. Um, but he... So it, it ends out very um, ambiguous to who is the real Wade Wilson at the end okay. of it. Okay. And you don't really know, was it Deadpool the whole time, or was it T-Ray and Deadpool stole the identity? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard so, to tell. So huh. it's it's it's. I'm glad we read this. And Tess, yeah, we kind of got this like a uh, uh, multiple story arcs. You got to see um, how sort of things flowed month to month. Because I was I was on the Doctor DC podcast. We were talking about you know what we do on the show and how we kind of read things in chunks of trades, and mm-hmm. they have very definitive like sort of beginnings and ends. Yep. And I was I was sort of remarking how I was like the only thing Tess is kind of missing out on is when you read like X Men for like five years straight yeah. <laughs> and you see all these you see all these crappy storylines that no one talks about because you know what i mean like so yeah. essentially we're like we're kind of cherry picking the good stuff in this thing and you don't get a chance to see what it's like to be like a long-term reader for a series because you'll see it's it's very soap opera-esque you'll you'll also see like a lot of times uh creators will come in on issue you know 50 out of you know whatever and then start messing with things that will change what came before them because yeah. they just need to keep it fresh and keep it going so so I did like that you kind of got to see multiple arcs in in this uh, in this trade right here. It kind of overlaps, and then you saw like a, a weird random issue getting thrown in. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I, you know, it's weird. And, it's, it's, it, and that's the kind of thing that, like, if you are a, a quote-unquote monthly reader, um, that's the kind of thing you sort of have to deal with sometimes. And, like, yep. you know, you, you end an issue and you're like, okay, where's it going to go next? And then sometimes the next issue doesn't come out on time. You know, it's just there's all kinds of so, weird, funky things. But it was nice that this yeah. had a little bit of, of that, meaning, like, a little bit of, like, there's no definitive conclusion to T-Ray. There's no, you know, yeah. it's, they it's set, like there's really multiple in the middle. Setup. Yeah, you get you cool. get uh, multiple story arc. Exactly, you get the the T Ray story arc that's going to come. Like you need to read a lot of this Joe Kelly run to get to get what all the hell's up with T Ray. What's going down with the whole Siren relationship? Yeah. Um, yes. What's up with this Doctor Killabrew uh, yeah. who ultimately was part of the, the Department K that that <laughs> and, helped create and Tess, Deadpool? Tess, these are all questions that I have. <laughs> yes, and then, <laughs> the, and then also, Adam, the one yeah. that Adam is reading off, I have no clue. What what yeah. is up with Siren? <laughs> what is up with so, Killabrew? What what is up with any of this okay. stuff? Yeah. So, so I'm, I, I'd be happy I to tell y'all. <laughs> Siren is is the sister of Banshee. Am I correct? Uh, sister or daughter? I can't remember. Wait, okay, okay. why does Banshee sound familiar? Where's Banshee he, from? He's an X Men. He's an X Men, and you saw him as a side character in maybe First Class. You saw yeah, him in First Class. class. Yep. Okay, you yeah. saw him in First Class. He was okay, a blonde okay. kid who could scream, and because of his yes. scream, he could fly. That's yes. Banshee. Yeah. So she is the daughter or sister. We're not sure, but she has the same power sets as him, essentially. Okay. Yeah. And then um, what else? Mm -hmm. Adam, you were naming off the, so, the Killer. Oh yeah, yeah, different different story. Uh, the Killer Brew story line um exactly as well as uh just just stuff with weasel and blind out there's there's some intense shit that happens with blind out later um that you guys kind of miss really you kind of see the uh the effects of her being a prisoner down the line oh as well as the whole oh the the uh, one of the most probably most convoluted ones at least that you guys were like fucked up what the hell is going on yeah was the landau luckman and lake Yes. Uh, what the hell the was that? Of, yeah. What the hell okay. was that? <laughs> yes. I don't even know. Like, I'm like, that is some deep shit right there that I've I never lost. Yeah. And that, that's the thing is, that's why just reading this book, uh, you're not, I, there's no way you're going to come out and be like, wow, I really enjoyed that because you get no closure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's seriously okay so let me just say okay i'm gonna i'm gonna put my reel of review out here as yeah, a new yeah. comic book reader are you ready mm -hmm. i didn't know what the fuck was going on a hundred percent of the time yeah except that i knew that typhoid mary was a fucking badass and that <laughs> siren was a fucking tease and i loved her you oh you so you love the females <laughs> Uh, but Corey, Siren is on. awesome. Corey knows. Yes. No, Corey knows. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and can, Fair can, enough. Tess, I, Tess, I want to hear more, but can I just say, yeah. as a longtime uh, comic book reader, I was going, what the fuck is going on about 75% of the time. But, but like, but I'm, but the different, not the difference. There's, I mean, I was still going, what the fuck is going on? But like, I'm kind of used to it by now. Like, okay, like okay, you said, okay. like if you, yeah. you sometimes, yeah. you know, cause as a kid, it, you know what it was? It reminded me when I was a kid, it reminded me of, you know, when you didn't have a budget or anything, you just go to the comic book store and just pick up like a, an issue or two. Yeah. And it's just, it's in the middle of something that you have no clue what is happening. <laughs> and so like, I had to kind of like at a young age learn to sort of extract the value that I wanted to extract out of an issue that I didn't kind of understand what was happening yeah. so I'll yeah I'll just say Tess I'm with you <laughs> I kind of didn't have any clue what Do the fuck was happening but I you know I yeah. enjoyed I, and, and um, I'm a hundred percent with you because actually I've always loved Typhoid Mary she's a she's a daredevil villain yeah um, and I loved her as a kid I thought she was cool as hell and I liked her kind of her concept her story she has multiple personalities and stuff and she can she's one of them is like a 
pyromaniac, like Firestarter. So when that personality comes out, she can actually set things on fire. But if if that personality is not there, she can't. It's it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But um, so I was super happy to see Typhoid Mary in this. I was like, yes, Typhoid Mary. I haven't seen her in forever. I like the Daredevil stuff. Um, I like the Siren stuff. I thought Siren was cool. Um, as well. Yeah. I was more just lost by the Al. Like why I didn't Al and Weasel. Although yeah. I will say I enjoyed. When Daredevil was fighting Typhoid Mary with uh, Deadpool, I liked how Foggy and Weasel, the quote-unquote mm-hmm. sidekicks, had their own time to sort of yeah. just hang out. And I like that. That's the kind of that was the kind of shit that I really enjoyed in this whole entire thing. And but you know, when I when I say I didn't understand seventy five percent of it, I you know it doesn't mean I I hated it. I didn't love it necessarily. And and I'm not gonna. I don't. It's not a, like a shit on it type of thing. I think it's maybe my exposure is mostly because of the movies so mm-hmm. i'm like looking at like more of like uh it's just not the same type of character um yeah. but i love ed mcginnis's artwork i've always liked i've always been a fan of ed mcginnis's artwork yeah um, he did a lot of nice... stuff with hulk down the line i think yeah. red hulk and shit and, like that and he does uh he did a run on superman batman team up uh, in, the, yeah. in the mid-2000s that was really good and it's nice it's cool to see his art style evolve um yeah. he's so much more precise uh, mm. these days with his with his work um so yeah all that i i enjoyed it as a whole and as like a look into like sort of where deadpool started i enjoyed that as well but as as a deadpool like where i would stand and i'm just throwing this out here halfway through we're gonna keep talking um mm. i would say that probably the movie version is is still my favorite version yeah. of it yeah, yeah, yeah you know but i like where this was coming from yeah yeah what about you, okay. Adam? What was your Okay, I, got, I mean, I got a lot to say. <laughs> I mean, go, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We want all of it. Just you're give totally it to us allowed... Matrix style. Yeah, so, you're so... totally allowed to interrupt us, by the way. We don't care. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, the thing is, if I do, I can keep going. I'm very passionate, and I want everyone to know how passionate I am. And that's the whole reason. Yes. That's the whole reason I brought up this series, is because yeah. it is the start of what I think the real Deadpool came to be. Um, this was not Deadpool fleshed right. out. Mm-hmm. Wait, you know, so this wait, is... wait, pause, pause. Mm-hmm. You just said the real Deadpool. What do you, Adam, consider the real Deadpool? Where does you? Where does it start? Where yes. for you? Go, um, go. Well, no, no. This the Joe Kelly run is the start of like okay. Okay. good Deadpool. But this isn't this isn't Deadpool fleshed out. This is right. like I said this is starting Deadpool. I, I love this run. Um, I think maybe the the Cable and Deadpool series uh, that came right after this one might be just my favorite of all the Deadpool series. I think his interactions with Cable is so much fun. Mm. Um, you get, and then, and then I think one of the, one of the great, like singular Deadpool stuff was probably the Daniel way run. Um, Daniel way did a great job of what you talked about early, uh, internal monologue. That's where the Deadpool internal monologue, I think was at its best. Ooh, um, okay. It, and, I, and I almost chose that one. Um, the Daniel way started his, his run at the early, uh, where Secret Invasion was going on. Okay. Uh, you might know a little bit about Secret Invasion if you watch the Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when the Skrulls kind of invaded Earth and, and they were all kind of hidden. He had no idea who was a Skrull and who wasn't. Um, okay. Deadpool kind of played a quiet but integral role in defeating the uh, Skrull invasion. Um, and it's kind of just laid out through the start of Daniel Way's run. But in that one, you get this internal monologue very kind of similar enough to how Typhoid Mary was written in these ones where you have kind of three different voices. It's three or four different voices in his head, and they all kind of have distinct, distinctive um, characteristics about them of how they're written, how they kind of talk. And you're going to get 
really into his head a little bit more. And it's a lot of fun. Like that, Daniel Way did a great job. And also that art was really, really cool too. That, that might be my favorite Daniel. Uh, my favorite art is from that run, which I'm was from 2008 when it started. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. I just pulled it up. Um, it's uh, oh shoot, I just had the artist's name. Uh, those covers are amazing. Um, yeah. Real quick, it's uh, looks like a lot of pencils are Paco Medina, Paco, and yeah, uh, but Paco. those covers by Clayton Crane are, are bananas. Those are, um, those are some <laughs> of my absolute best. There's the one I want to call out. There's this one where he, um, Deadpool's having a run where he's fighting with um, Bullseye, and you get like these arrows all up in Deadpool, but he's got an apple on his hat or on his head. Like William Tony says, you missed, but he's got, ar- he's got arrows like all in him. And it's just, I don't know. There's just, there's so many good covers with Deadpool and in particularly in that run. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm looking at it. it yeah. yeah. It, lo- it looks really good, but so, so but you didn't yeah. want to pick that you wanted, you I gave us this because wanted, it gives us more of a, of a backstory, right? It gives a bit of a backstory, foundation. but it really gets the foundation of Deadpool. You know, what I love the most about some of the, this Joe Kelly writing is the start of the depth of Deadpool. Um, you you don't get that with like the one-off stuff that he was in earlier. You get a little bit of it in those four-part series that were written before this. But here you get a couple things that I think humanize him and add the depth to him where you have that constant struggle of am I the hero, am I the villain? I don't know what I am. And you know, that's, before, that's before he dived into... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and and that that started popping up sort of at the end of the da- Daredevil stuff, like Typhoid mm-hmm. Mary starting to like sort of push him a little bit on on mm-hmm. are you a hero or not and mm-hmm. everything. He's like, stop calling me that. That's when I started getting more engaged into the character. I personally don't. Not that I don't care for, but I get numb to all the quips and everything after a while. Mm. I want to see, like, when we actually start digging in into the truth of Daredevil. And that's, that's yeah. for me, that's what makes the quips more fun, is now if I know some sort of, like, that there's actually some sort of, something there, something of meat there. So, yes. yeah, that's when I started becoming more engaged and my ears sort of perked up when he starts exactly. letting his guard down. He's like, and, and it was also with Siren, too, when he wanted to kill... Um, kill, kill, what's his name? Kill, kill, Killabrew. Yeah. Like I, you know, he's, uh, he's telling her to leave and she's like, I won't. And that was yep. the kind of stuff that I was mo- the most intrigued by. I was like, okay, okay, here we and, go. And yeah. there is quite a bit of that in Deadpool. And it, it, it goes, I think, honestly, mostly throughout the runs of Deadpool. A lot of other, uh, writers took that and made that an essential part of Deadpool when you read Deadpool. Yeah. Um, when you just see Deadpool as a side character, you don't get that depth. And so that's why I wanted to start with this one, because this really sets the foundation of the depth. Now, you don't get the best in these first eight books. Yeah, but that's you just fine. Don't. Yeah, see, I, and I, that's, I don't mind that. I, I, I don't mind that, because yeah. honestly, I truly enjoyed seeing where these, yeah. like he, where he started and, and how like things sort of like kicked off as someone who, like I said, only knew the, the, the movies, but was aware that there was this huge following of Deadpool out there that I just exactly. could not understand. But I like that. I, I always prefer to kind of get the, the the groundwork and see where it goes. I really, looking back at, shoot, what are we looking at, 20 years now? You can yeah. see where the, the foundations were laid for 30. for some mm-hmm. things. Um, yeah. Tess, I, I you did mention you liked uh, Siren and Typhoid Mary. What uh, would you dig about them? I liked how Siren was like so back and forth. I like how she like stood for herself in the first couple issues and she was like, look, if you could not kill that old man, I'm sorry, forgive me. I don't remember everybody's names. If you could not kill that dude. Dr. Killebrew. What is it? Dr. Killebrew. Yep, that one. That guy. Yep. Killebrew. Um, if you could not kill him, maybe I'll consider uh, us being together. And then at the end, yeah. when they're on the roof, and she's like, we can be friends until you can prove to me that you're not a fucking murderer Jeez. all the time. 
I love Which, that. I was like, yes, girl, get it. Yes. So because standards. she said that she set standards and boundaries for him. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I like what I like how she was represented and she just wasn't like, oh, Deadpool, I love you forever. Like it was like, no, you did level one. Let's see if you can go to level two. <laughs> kind of thing. Which, all, which all makes him want to be a better person, wants yeah. him to become the hero that, you know, he doesn't think he can be. He ultimately thinks he's a terrible person, but other people, specifically Siren, believe in him, and then it eventually kind of makes him want to do it. Um, and also, similar enough, the storyline of the Landau, Luckman, and Lake, the uh, Intergalactic Holding Company, similar, very kind of similar situation where they, you know, they have this basically a precog. Um, this guy Montgomery, I don't know if you read the minus one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah right. Okay, so Montgomery kind of like envisioned that Deadpool had a chance to be this big hero to end up like making this whole big cataclysmic event, this huge like you know um, thing, and he was going to be you know their quote unquote kind of savior of it, but. You know that they're all kind of pushing him towards that too. Again, he fights back because he's like, I don't, I don't think I can be the good guy. I, I just, that's not me. Right. And I like that kind of dichotomy that he has to go through in his head. Um, funny enough, too. you mentioned, you mentioned Siren. She ends up. They don't go do go anywhere um, with her. She <laughs> she ends up, I believe, getting. I think she got pregnant from multiple man. Uh, she multiple, multiple man, man is a. Yeah, she, yeah. she marry. I think she marries multiple man, uh, Jamie because, Madrix. Yeah, because she's in that um, X Factor. Run yeah, she's she's with him. Really, yeah. Where they're ba- where multiple man basically runs a uh, private detective agency. Yeah. That one, I read it. I was reading that on so, yeah. uh, on the monthly, and that thing was good. And I think it was it was she was in it, and I think the the the, the werewolf girl from uh, the yeah Wolf Spain. Al- yeah, Wolf Spain. She's a New Mutant or whatever. Yeah. Alpha Flight. I can't keep track. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Al- Alpha Flight but, uh, is the kind of the Canadian equivalent of the X-Men, except they are uh, uh, sanctioned by the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one kind of interesting thing tie in with Typhoid Mary, what happens with her storyline, um, she kind of pops up in the next uh, few books for a little bit. And, you know, Deadpool, even when he's trying to be helpful, and he, it, ultimately he's trying to help Typhoid Mary, and that's what yeah. he's doing, but he does it in a in a wrong way, and you know he should have just handed her off to dead to a daredevil, uh, in in and kind of going towards that route, but Typhoid Mary completely fucks him up, um, where she kind of puts on he you saw that he had a holographic projector yeah. at some point where he you was know, just walking around with people. She uses basically the same thing, and. Uh, looks like Siren to him and oh, no. gets Deadpool to have sex with her. And then she kind of turns back to Ty, Ty Ford Mary is like, you're fucked. Uh, <laughs> and he, he goes off the deep end. Like, at that point, he's like, fuck you, Ty Ford Mary. We're done. And he's like, he's done kind of helping her. Um, and then he gets, he kind of goes really on a downhill slide from there is where he kind of takes uh, blind Al and throws her in what is called. And you get multiple episode uh, books uh, where kind of set up of the box, which is basically like this, room of horrors um just sharp objects all this stuff where he just kind of sticks blind al and says fuck you he finds out that blind al and weasel um kind of started yeah, meeting they, up yeah that's yeah there there is so so okay, what why yeah. is blind al prisoner I, that i don't know so that gets that gets did, into a whole other thing as well no 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 she, no powers i mean she apparently was like um uh, potentially like a like a British kind of si- style CIA agent or something something like that back in the day. Uh, you got a little bit of setup where you saw Deadpool in um, before he was Deadpool, uh, where he was like in this. It wasn't a Colombian jungle or it was something like that where uh, you know he had kind of been doing a mercenary mission down yeah. there. You get you find out much much later that 
uh, Blind Al was apparently like the lone survivor. Oh, he they mentioned that, everyone that, was his, else. that was the mark. So he never yeah. killed the mark. He yeah. killed everyone there, Al. but not the mark. That was Blind Al. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Uh, and so he kept her prisoner um, instead and that kind of stuff. And then so. they didn't even bother getting into that in the movie. That was just, they no, just no, made no, her no, his no. roommate, which I, I thought that was. Exactly. It, that's a very convoluted comic book thing to sort of do is yeah. turn, yeah. Okay. But that's that's what I do like about this one. It's, this is not a one-off read. This is no. a, an investment read. Um I want to bring up the the Killabrew stuff. Yeah. Um, I I love the the push that he really wants to kill him, and Siren helps him not. Um, but there's a a three story arc. Um, it's I think it's episodes or issues seventeen, eighteen, nineteen of this Joe Kelly run, and that was originally what I first wanted to read. But like without some of the backstory, yeah. it's just not as good. That is probably my favorite three-story story arc in all of Deadpool. Okay. Um, there's some really good stories out there, but for some reason that one really just clung to me. It was uh, – they introduced the character of Ajax, who, if you remember the movie, yeah. Ajax was the main villain uh, oh. in that in that movie. Because so I've, ne- I've never – I had never read anything with Ajax in it Exactly. Before. He's he's a specific Deadpool character. Okay. Um, Ajax was also part of the Department K stuff with Killebrew. And, and that, that's all Weapon X stuff, right? Isn't it? Yeah, Department K is another kind of offshoot of Weapon X. It, it ties into Weapon X. Right. So, so Tess, do you remember, you've seen the old X-Men movies with Hugh Jackman and everything? Forever uh, ago, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's just it's just um it's it's basically you know how a government agency turned him into Wolverine essentially. Yeah. Uh, it, they they did that with with Deadpool. They did that with a bunch of other people, and they even had fun with it by saying, "Oh, Weapon X. It's not an X. It's actually the the Roman numeral ten, meaning there's weapons yep. one through nine, mm. and then eleven, etc." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so Deadpool, and you saw it in the movie, the first Deadpool movie, how they sort of create him as well. Yeah. Um, but it, it's all stored sort of, and, and there's weird overlappings like sometimes his backstory is it's weapon x sometimes yeah you know right like uh adam he he was a part yeah. of the weapon x at one yeah. point yeah 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 okay and like and with and phantom x and whatnot that. yeah 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 phantom x um exactly even x23 is yeah i mean well she's a, she's a 23rd clone of Wolverine. it doesn't of, of matter Wolverine. yeah um, <laughs> test there's anytime you which, talk about a lot of this stuff there's so much stuff that goes with yeah. it like you're like yeah. i can't talk about which, this without te- mentioning that i know i just let it go i'm like okay <laughs> weapon weapon one was captain america mm. i believe okay wait, like wait, that, was, that was considered wait, say it, again? it was what weapon weapon one weapon is one. captain america okay so oh, like right, so right. when you go weapon x weapon 10 yeah. um that's wolverine but weapon exactly etc so they kind of go back to you know it's, it's like those those I don't know. Uh, not mutated, but the, the the scientific you know people that they work on and, yeah, and but, but make the, them the, a special weapon. The mm. great the great thing is that is retconning at its best because when yeah. when what when Wolverine when they called him Weapon X that it was a tie into X Men because mm-hmm. X Men means everything with the X gene. Oh, and that's another thing, Tess. It's called the X gene yeah. too. Okay. That's that's also why that's what makes you a mutant is the quote unquote mm-hmm. X gene. Uh. Um, and of course, it just happens that Professor Xavier yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but uh, but that's that's a perfect example of retconning, like right in your face, and you're like, oh, oh, well, that actually makes sense. I'll buy that when you yeah. say that Weapon X was actually Weapon Ten. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I do want to so, talk about the elephant in the room, the oh. Hulk. Oh yeah. Oh, the, what about the Hulk? I love yeah. I love that little section he's got with. The I Hulk. do too, and I I have to say, when I came to that point, I was like, I have never seen the Hulk talk this like 
like i don't know not fluidly but like mm. just cognitively yeah <laughs> in it the really movies depends. he's so like <laughs> what yeah he's so per- like perceived as a monster but in this one he's like i have full sentences yeah like, and, and there's because there's multiple not like over the years hulk has gone from gray monster mm-hmm. to green monster to uh sometimes he's called mr fix it sorry so sometimes he's oh. in gray form but can talk with limited intelligence and he goes by the name of mr fix it sometimes he has almost banner level intelligence uh, as yeah, the hulk Professor. like like the the dale k owen run uh <laughs> in the in the 90s and he kind of he, he was for a while he was stuck as the hulk with sort of close to banner intelligence but like it's always on a sliding scale so meaning like yeah. even though he was stuck as the hulk he was never as strong as the hulk he was never as smart as banner but he was kind of in the middle then then later he, it's it there's been so many things happening to the hulk so when i'm reading this and i'm with you tess i'm like okay i'm trying to just in my head being like okay what was the hulk at this time and i think it's near the dale Keown run uh so that means that he was talking sort of coherently but he's not as smart as bruce banner but -hmm. he's also not as strong as like the hulk at his peak strength right you know and but yet he's also always stuck as hulk so it's it's the hulk man oh my god that is just something that that, talk about like a a a roller coaster of a timeline of a history the hulk's Mm -hmm. got some crazy stuff going on Ooh yeah Yeah. and deadpool has a couple different runs uh with run-ins with the hulk down the line which are always kind of funny of you know deadpool he can't do shit to the hulk (laughs) um but it's always just kind of fun and and it always always goes up with deadpool jumping on his back and saying oh Deadpool smash at some point and then him getting crushed and it's always funny. Very much like him versus Juggernaut in in Deadpool 2, which yeah. is which is fantastic. Now, I, again, I love the Deadpool movies. Um specifically Deadpool 2, I love Josh Brolin as Cable. I think he's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Did he's you- good. He's not my he, he's not who I would have cast, but he's good. Okay. Okay. Ooh, Do you, are you care? a Cable fan? And who would you cast? I like cast? Cable. <clears throat> I like Cable quite a bit. Um and uh, like I mentioned, I, I don't really read. Well, I did read some of the the specific cable run during the Messiah War yeah. um, and the Messiah Complex when he had Hope Summers that he was you know running around um, protecting her. Yeah. Um, and then I read all pretty much all of the uh, Cable and Deadpool run where they were kind of best friends, kind of if you will, but still at the same time, Deadpool. He was almost kind of keeping Deadpool in check. Right, on that yeah, one being there, um, basically keeping a, like a watch on him because Deadpool would still do some evil shit on that one. Yeah, um, he would just every now and then he he his bad side would, you know, he wanted to be a good guy, but his bad side would just pop up and he'd be like, yeah, I just had to go kill this dude. Like yeah. he just he just does that. He can't help himself. Um, so I like I like Cable quite a bit. You know, if I had my pick, uh, but the thing is, I would have wanted it maybe like right around, you know, right, two thousand and. 11 right after avatar i i wish stephen lang yeah. stephen lang would have been the perfect cable in my head he's a bit he's a bit more gruff than brolin yeah yeah okay who is yeah. Stephen? i don't know who but he's not is. he's not jack he uh, no one's, no one's stephen lang was the the old man bad guy in avatar yeah. okay yeah. oh dude the main uh, talk yeah. about silver fox my goodness <laughs> like super silver but like dang okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, I... he would and i think he was on a lot of people's cast list for um yeah for he got, he's, got, he's uh, too cable. old now too yeah. old now but he's a little he old, yeah 
Can I just, I want to make sure I add one more thing before we end up getting cut off for time. Please. Um, what time? What are you talking about? We don't have time. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't sure. I thought, I can't remember if you guys go to an hour and then you're done with me. No, we <laughs> just kind of like aim for an hour and then usually we go over. Okay. That's it. The, 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 <laughs> ir- the irony is that Adam and I have to record two more episodes of Cartwright after this. So I am never done with you, Adam. I have you yeah, all day long. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love you, Corey. I love you too, buddy. So, so one, one bit of... Um, depth that always stuck with me, particularly with this book, and probably part of why I chose this book and wanted to show you the depth of Deadpool, you know, it, it, all those other things that I mentioned before. But this one specific scene where T-Ray, uh, he uses voodoo. If you guys mm-hmm. couldn't tell, Loved that it, was all yeah. voodoo shit. That he, so he places this card and lights up the mask of Deadpool, and Deadpool goes running, screaming like a fucking child, like a baby from that place. Specifically... Deadpool screams out, you burned my face off. He says, my mask, you burned my face off. And there's just continuous situations of this, my mask, Deadpool is my face. That is something that always, I always appreciated in this writing that I did not get at all from the movie. Um, I wanted some more of that depth with the movie where Deadpool hates the way he looks. You got a cup, a little bit of it, but the second, the second Marina Baccarin made out with him, he was like, okay, fine. I'm fine without my face. Yeah. Um, or without my mask on, you know, but granted I'd be fine. If Marina Baccarin does anything and, and <laughs> likes me for it, I'm doing that thing. But so there's a lot of insecurity with Deadpool. He, he knows that he's a hideous monster. Right. He knows he's, he, 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 that's all that ties into his psyche as well as to, you know what? I look like a monster, all these cancer ridden bumps on my face and shit like that. I look disgusting to where his own face isn't his face in his mind. The Deadpool mask, the Deadpool persona is him in his life. Mm-hmm. And when you rip off that mask, when you burn it off like T-Ray did, he wasn't himself. He had to go run screaming. He looked he looked like a pussy in front of all those other mercenaries because he couldn't handle, you know, what he looks like in reality. And that is something in his characterization that I've always appreciated. Maybe it's, it draws back to the fat kid in me, and I always hate the fucking fat kid in me, and I tie it in with, you know, he hates the, um, you know, the, the cancer-ridden ugly guy that is him. Uh, and so that was a bit of a connection, but also like, you know, it, it just adds something to Deadpool and to his psyche that you do not get in most any other Deadpool out there. Um, and so I, I always gravitated towards appreciating that in the writing. Sure. Sure. I like that. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that really. Um, mm-hmm. I do know exactly what you're talking about, but I kind of missed it when he said my, I thought he was just referring to his face, but I very much enjoy the idea of you know, this, even, you know, he's not technically a hero, anti-hero, whatever, but I like the idea that this, yeah, this guy is just so damaged, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's such a relatable thing. Um, I mean, I have an inner fat kid, too, that mm-hmm. I was fat growing up as well, so, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got my own body issues, you know, and stuff like that, and uh, it's cool to actually see a hero that has that kind of depth, you know, and um, it's nice that these things were peppered in. I kind of wish they were in a little bit more, but mm. I see what you're saying. They're they're kind of sort of starting here, and then yes, he's Joe exactly. Kelly's laying these 
these ground works for stuff that will get built later. You always need some kind of foundation for it. But I like that Joe Kelly gave him all these like sort of ticks, all these like sort of insecurities about stuff. It makes him just an infinitely more interesting character than someone who just walks in blabbering their mouth because they're so confident. It's not because he's yeah. confident, you know? Exactly. And, and hmm, you always say no, no just a lot of his like just uh just everything that he does his antics and everything is totally it's it's based off that just all of his insecurities like he he is propelled forward by that like he does it for the sake of that honestly like mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. it's it's yeah. funny that he's almost the exact opposite of batman whereas you could say yeah. batman is always batman underneath like yeah. he mm-hmm. bat like bruce wayne, bruce wayne is yeah. batman bruce wayne's the mask you know um and but here it's like yeah, Deadpool kind of needs that uh, needs that costume to, to feel mm-hmm. strong, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost it's almost a serial killer sort of mentality, but yet, in in you know, if he didn't have any self awareness, he would have just been a serial killer. But because he's got these these he's actually a deep character, you know, but it's still like, it's kind of like a, yeah. a Jason Voorhees sort of thing, a Michael Myers sort of yes. thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I get my power sure. from the mask, you know? I, I dig that a lot. Um, yeah, I, yeah, overall, like I said, overall, I had fun with it. I, I for, from beginning to end, I had a lot of fun with this, with this book. I like sort of seeing where things began. Um, I like seeing sort of Ed McGinnis's earlier art stuff. I mean, boy, yeah. has he grown as an artist. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, I was still kind of trying to relate things to the movie and i think mm. that was my own personal hang-up on it you know no, no one else's but my own um uh, i know damn but- you did i love and 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 uh, the movie that's my i love it I'm but sorry, also what was that <laughs> well i've got i got the issues with it because it, you know it's 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 a real i mean it's a fantastic film i absolutely sure. love the deadpool film but because I'm so passionate about Deadpool and there's so much more, I think, to the character than yeah. people realize to the everyday comic book Joe or the everyday just random person who watches the movie. They see they read this kind of book and they're just like, well, that's weird. That's not the Deadpool I know. And I'm like, but fuck, there's so much more to Deadpool. And that's <laughs> that's what I kind of got excited about rereading these because I was like, yeah. yes, there's so much more. And this is just the start. This is the fucking tip yeah. of how much more there is to Deadpool that a lot of people don't realize. And so if there's anything I want y'all's listeners to come out is listen to the passion in my voice and how interesting a character that Deadpool really is and how he can be. And he's not just the one-off fucking Merc with a mouth, which I love that character too, but there's more to him. He's that and so much more. And, yeah. and what we read here got me wanting to read more yeah. and honestly like you know Tess we're, we're pretty soon we're going to start circling back to to you know volume twos on things um we already talked about doing aliens defiance volume two somewhere down the road but yeah I wouldn't mind doing that um oh shoot what was the writer's name the one your favorite Joe run of, oh no yeah, uh Joe Joe Kelly's one of my also the um the the cable and Deadpool run the, but the, the thing is they all have a lot of issues like the Cable Deadpool run has 50 issues. The Daniel Way run has like 50 Daniel, issues. But Daniel Way, that's the start, one. Yeah, start, I, do that one with the tie-in with uh, Secret Invasion. Yeah, so I would like to read the Daniel Way one when we were uh, – and Tess will hear when she's editing it because I think you said that was your favorite one. And I think at uh, some point I would like to read that one. Well, C- Cable yeah. and Deadpool is probably my favorite run, but – I think the inner monologue writing oh, of oh, okay, that's, right. that's what blew up 
Deadpool. Right. Okay. Daniel Way is what made Deadpool blow the fuck up in Marvel, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. So that's what that's probably worth right, um, reading. It's it's and and it comes in smaller packs where they have like you know five six issue arcs that you kind of get more of a start and finish. Uh, unlike this yeah. one, which where there's a lot more like interweaving, like a shit ton of interweaving, where you don't get everything wrapped up until you're done with all 69 issues. Hey, oh, 69 um, <laughs> issues of this first run of Deadpool. Jeez. Well, uh, fellas, I think it's that time of the episode where we rate this comic book. So, Adam, <laughs> I don't know if you've listened to OCD before, but uh, as of late, I should say. Um, but uh, it's a scale of one to five, and then you pick a noun related to the comic book. So, Corey, will you start us off? Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I will. Uh, I was literally just about to take a sip of my drink. <laughs> Please um, do. I mean, we can wait. We'll be here. <laughs> um, I, I, I give this uh, four out of five burning faces, uh, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Deadpool's mask. I think, mm-hmm. honestly, I, and, like, it's, it's weird. It's like, I say it's four, but like my gut's like more like three point five. But what I I'm, I want to encourage is people like me who really their only experience with Deadpool is the movie. It's nice to sort of see where things began, and I think as if you look at it through that lens, I think there's a lot of meat on the bones here. Um, I think you'll want to kind of move forward with it, and the art is fun and everything. It's just uh yeah, it's it's a solid ride, and I think it's a good starting point. So I do appreciate that. Adam opened us up to this one because I, like I said, I, I would keep going, moving forward through life thinking that the movie is sort of the, the definitive version, but I, I like this. I like what I saw and I like what was being laid down here, the foundation, and I like what was being built. Uh, we'll, we'll finish it with Adam. Tess, what, what did you think? Um, I'm going to give it a 3.5 um, missing fingers, middle fingers, <laughs> because I, I didn't say this before, but I did think it was really very wordy to the point where I had to take a couple breaks. <laughs> That's my only like thing. Yeah. I was like talking to John Babe. I was like, I can't finish this. Like, goodness. It's a big book, too. This wasn't this wasn't like a, a small, like, you know, um, regular arc like this this was this was the start of an actual big fucking series so okay. uh, yeah, I could break too yeah. yeah it's almost the equivalent of uh, Tess when we did um, that Wicked and Divine essentially it's two trades in one we kind okay. of read about two trades worth here and I will 100% agree with you it got a little <laughs> bit wordy sometimes and uh, I you know yeah. I didn't I, it was one of the few comics that I could not read in one sitting but mm-hmm. that was mainly uh, time and, and you know just how it it took me a lot longer to read this one because you know the jokes are also in the writing so you kind of don't want to miss things right exactly Whereas, like, yeah you know like sometimes you can be like I, it's funny because you know, after 42 years I can look at a panel and be like okay I know what I can skim here yeah. like what is sort of BS and, and just whatever with Deadpool it's like it's the jokes are in the writing so yep. you kind of keep you have to yeah I paid attention to everything yeah. and that definitely did take a little bit longer than normal exactly like the whole point of Deadpool is is the words it's like the Shakespeare yeah. of comic books is Deadpool it's like you know what I mean no and I don't mean like it's so eloquent and da, 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 but like Shakespeare mm-hmm. was super wordy and like even when people have like jousting fights in the Shakespeare times and excuse me for getting off rails here but like they they certainly had like they're they were like uh, uh witty you know and they came back mm-hmm. and that's and that's why I related it to that but but also, I'd like to say it did get a, a significant amount of points for me because 3.5 is not bad. 3.5 means I totally recommend.
recommend it. Anything over three, I think it means recommend. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Yeah. So, but I think the art was awesome. It totally reminded me of like early, like, or late 90s cartoons, which I love, mm. which, is I, mm-hmm. which is what I grew up with. And I adored that. I liked how they portrayed the female characters, which is, as Corey knows, like super important for me. Um, and, it, the, I, and the only reason why I docked it is because, honestly, I couldn't finish like the last two issues hardly because it was just so much. I was like, oh, my brain hurts. Ugh. It's hefty. Yeah. It, it, it was a lot of, yeah, in, in kind of like our first thing that we reviewed, uh, Lady uh, Ma- Mechanica. Oh, my Mechanica. gosh, Corey. All right, everybody take a drink. Good Lord, Corey. All right, here we go. What's, what, what's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, say, same thing. This was, yeah, it was yeah. beefy. It was definitely, yeah. definitely beefy. Uh, Adam, what do you give it, buddy? I think we know, but uh, yeah. what's your noun? <laughs> uh, Corey, if you know one thing about me from all of our episodes of Cartwright, you know I'm a pretty harsh judge you are i'm gonna give this a three out of five chimichangas um now chimichanga i say that specifically because chimichangas are not talked about at all in this book or even in this entire run so why did Um, you use it as a noun go ahead (laughs) but i because i use it as a noun because and i gave it a three out of five because this is the story arc that i want people to build off of to get more and more deadpool because there is so much more to him um the chimichanga references don't come until the cable and deadpool run about Um, maybe halfway through but like those chimichangas are a side by side with deadpool yeah we have to say chimichanga Um, at one point movies too right yeah Yeah, he does at one point he yells taco when he starts going into battle kind of like how he, he mentioned the tick uh, spoon uh, yeah, he reference said, see, multiple times. I picked times. up on that. He said spoon twice. Yeah. And I was like, oh, good old 90s from tick, tick reference. <laughs> At one point, t- uh, he yells taco like uh, multiple times when you know he runs into battle. Um, so for me, there is room for improvement. And I think three is good enough. This is not mm-hmm. the best Deadpool by any means, but this is good enough to where you want to read it and you want to grow and there's room for improvement. Okay. You know, there, there's more, there's more, all the, I do love all the pop culture references. You guys say wordy. I say, fuck you. I love <laughs> reading all the pop culture references because I, that shit is what helps tie me into it. Sorry. Similar enough to Seinfeld, man, you get the pop culture references. Like I know that I'm going to keep reading. That's funny. <laughs> you know, there's, there's just, there's more to it. There's, um, you get all these, bunch of gaggle of characters that come later like Deadpool or sorry like uh, Cable like Bob Agent of Hydra there's just so much so that's why I think three is maybe the, the is is for me the right the right score mm. it's a it's, it's a good starting point it's a yeah. good yeah. starting point to get into the it's, character it's not so bad that you want to stop but it's good enough you're like you know what there's something you know here. what I, I hope this improves and it does people yeah. it fucking does <laughs> just, just like just like Ed McGinnis's artwork honestly he keeps get, he keeps getting better and better um, Tess, I'll I'll show you some of his uh, Superman Batman stuff. Yeah. It's it's really good. Um, he, sure. he, I like his Wonder Woman as well. Um, all That's right. Awesome. Well, I mean that Sweet. was fun. I yeah. I liked it, talking about Deadpool. I always enjoy uh, uh, a good a good antihero. I'm always yeah. happy with a good antihero. And honestly, getting some Typhoid Mary action in here was just <laughs> bonus. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe Ty- I haven't read Typhoid Mary stories since I was like probably like 12 or something, 13, mm-hmm. hanging out with my buddy Luke at his place because he would read uh, Daredevil. I didn't read Daredevil, although I was familiar because Punisher a lot of times oh. crossed over with Daredevil. 
Bevel. I, I was curious. You're a, you're a Taskmaster fan, yeah. Taskmaster fan as well, oh, and yeah, you saw him in this one. I was curious if you if you liked that at all. That was that was funny. I liked that a lot. Oh, Taskmaster, I love that guy. Yeah. He's so zany, and I loved how uh, Daredevil, uh, Daredevil, Deadpool defeated him too by uh yeah. by dancing, and he couldn't pick up on his moves. Yeah, exactly. He just he kind of went in so nondescript, like, oh, I'm not yeah. gonna follow any normal procedure. Yeah, and <laughs> so, and he's gonna be such a Deadpool thing. Uh, Tess, he's gonna be in the new uh Black Widow movie. Oh, um, cool. You saw him, you saw yes. him in the trailers, but yes. he doesn't have like the he doesn't have the skull face. It's yeah. more of like an armor sort of thing. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. him. That's the guy at the very beginning of this. Yeah, I uh, I was recently watching a YouTube channel that we really like. It's called Ordinary Adventures, and they always talk about like the new and upcoming stuff at Disneyland. And mm. Taskmaster from Black Widow is apparently going to be one of the walk around characters there. Oh, cool! Whoa, cool! cool. Yeah, so they're, awesome. they're pretty confident in his look then. Yeah, I I am more of a fan of the original. I think Taskmaster look. I don't love the movie version with the skull. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think but, I, mean, I the, love Taskmaster. The the armor makes a little bit yeah, more oh, sense. Much more sense. <laughs> much more sense. I get it. But uh, for some reason, I was always a fan of his as as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Plus, he's got a cool power. All you got to do is watch you fight, and he yeah. knows how to fight you. It's pretty. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Adam. That was fun. Thanks for the uh, the everything Deadpool episode, man. <laughs> uh, I'm more than happy to do it. I mean, you had my brother on twice before me, but don't worry, I'm not upset about that. Um, <laughs> you can come on yeah, again. Yeah, but you made, us, you made us read more than he did. Yeah, <laughs> I both, did. Yeah, both yeah, together. <laughs> well, I'm. I just. If there's one thing that I, you know, hope everybody and you guys saw as well is the passion that that, that I have for Deadpool. Yeah. I have read so much Deadpool. Um, that uh, it, I had a blast talking with you guys. You guys are awesome. I love talking to y'all. Obviously, if you guys want to just have me on every week, feel, feel free. I'm cool with that. <laughs> we, <laughs> then it'd definitely be an explicit show for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I will promise this: we will not review any other Deadpool comics without you. We will oh, always I, review boom. Deadpool with you. You will be, be our yeah. designated exclusive. Deadpool expert yeah. forever. Yeah, done and done. Thank yeah, you. That, yeah, that'll be that'll be your thing. You'll come on anytime we have to do stuff with Deadpool. You'll just come on with for that. that moving Woo. forward. Yes, so. <laughs> done. You heard it here. All right. Love it. Well, awesome. Where can we find you, Adam? On uh, on uh, the cyberspace, I guess. Yeah. Out in cyberspace, you can find me on three podcasts. Ooh. That's right. Not one, not two, but three different podcasts out <laughs> in the world. The Blast from Our Past podcast that I do with my brother, John, who y'all have heard, hopefully, if you read the, uh, or listened to the Firefly episode or that other one that he was on. Red I can't Sonya. remember. Yeah. Red Sonia, thank you. <laughs> um, I also do this uh, episode, or this podcast that you guys might have heard about me and Corey already talked about multiple times we're going to record a couple episodes right after this one it's called Cartwright a Seinfeld podcast that we Cartwright that we do uh we go uh episode by episode it's a breakdown of every Seinfeld episode out there and then very recent so if there's any of them also to check out John and I had started a new podcast called Throwback Trivia Takedown which is a trivia based nostalgic Trivia. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a nostalgic Some trivia sort of podcast. Trivia. <laughs> it's pop culture from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Similar stuff to kind of what um, he and I talk about on Blast from Our Past, that time frame. Uh, but it's all trivia based because he and I are big trivia fans and trivia nerds. So uh, we started that right now. We're going every other week. Uh, but check it out if you enjoy trivia. If you you know think you have a strong nostalgic knowledge, you know challenge uh, challenge yourself and listen to that podcast. <laughs> It's and you guys one. did it already. It's already launched, right? It is launched. We have uh, only a couple episodes out, but you know we'll get more and more. 
Uh, and it's yeah, I have uh, we have a fun time. We it was something that we did. I mean, you guys both have done trivia with us on mm-hmm. um, our exclusive stuff, and it's the same kind of format. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's launched. It's out there. Go check it out. Um, you know, it's, please. It, well, you can find, like and subscribe or all that kind of stuff. Yeah, That's a YouTube can, thing. You but, can yeah. find all the links to it uh, to that one because it's a part of the BFOP network. Mm-hmm. So the B BFOP network. There you go. And wait, wait, wait. So what? Yeah. What episode are you guys on for Cartwright? By the way, how far along are you guys? Uh, uh, we are. We are like. Um, well, we're about to record episodes uh, eight and nine for what season? Of season season four. Season four. So into, yeah. Dang, you guys are yeah. moving right along. Dang. Yeah. yeah. And I th- which I think Adam, we are coming up on episode actual fifty of Cartwright. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we've been we've been yeah we've been chugging along, and so yeah, we're almost halfway through season four, and then uh, we'll take a our our obligatory one week break, and then on to season five. Yep. So we'll probably <laughs> be hitting we'll be hitting season five what probably about the end of the summer somewhere around there. So. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. We love it. It's a great time. It is good stuff. You guys are yeah. moving right along. Well, awesome. And Corey, where can we find you in the Matrix? Uh, everything Adam just said, plus uh, <laughs> podcasting after dark with our buddy Zach talking about cult movies and everything. And you can find every podcast that we just mentioned on the BFOPnetwork.com. That's BFOPnetwork.com. And Tess, finally, where can we find you online? You can find me on one podcast because I like to concentrate <laughs> all of my talents. Um, so you can find me here on OCD, obviously, at OCD. Wait, what that is our... Dig. Was that a dig at us, Corey? Was that a dig that at us, you and me? Are we, are, we, are we spread a little thin? No, no, not at all. Corey gives me his all every single week. So, no, I can't complain. Um, you can Woo, obviously hey find yo. us OCD at OCD Podcast on Instagram and slash OCD Podcast on Facebook. And you can find me if you want. I mean, nobody else plugged their personal Instagram, but I'm going to because I'm fabulous <laughs> and hilarious. Um, you can find me at Tessiano. It says T-E-S-S-L-A-N-O-S. And, uh, yeah. Anything? Any any last quotes? I mean, yeah. Adam, Adam, take us out with a chimichanga, baby. <laughs> chimichanga, baby. Chimichanga, baby. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Corey. And that's... Who are you? Oh, I'm Adam. You're Adam. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Glad we figured that out. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back.